Welcome to yet another award-winning episode of Truth Is Now Treason. I'm Lennox and he's Dietrich. Traders, we just learned that one of our listeners' sister became a follower of Christ. Woohoo! That is exciting to hear. Her name is Cindy and she is now listening to Truth Is Now Treason. Cindy, we want to welcome you to our trader world. You know, the people who really do live and speak the truth. Not only the true facts about news, but the source of all truth, which is Jesus Christ. And we are happy you have joined Rank with us. Thanks to Chrissy for introducing her to us. We love it when people share Truth Is Now Treason with others. Thanks once again. Now, when you were a kid, did you ever push your parents to the breaking point just to see how much you could get away with? I did not. (laughs) Dietrich likes to say that I think I floated around on little angel wings when I was a kid. And the truth is, I did. Whatever. (laughs) While Dietrich was a total hellion. I think we should have his parents on just to find out how bad he really was. Here's how we know Lennox was a horrible child. We had a girl, and she was like a nightmare gone wrong. And she is the spitting image of her mother in every way, including this. As I remember, your mother said that our daughter may look like me, but she acted like you. And there's really nothing else that needs to be said about that, is there? Hmm. Whatever, Lennox Biden, living with your delusions. And understand, we are saying this as a joke. We love our daughter, and we are very proud of who she is. You know, we have all pushed others to their breaking point, and we all have also been pushed to our breaking point. We've been talking about in this series about the World Economic Forum, otherwise known as the WEF, and what their goals are, and how one of their goals is that America will no longer be a superpower. We have pointed out a lot of their goals out in episodes five and six of this series, but today we're going to focus on their last stated goal, which says the values that built the West will be tested to their breaking point. So what does that even mean? I'll tell you what it means. It means every value we have, these guys want to trample on. Like religious freedom. Oh, you can't have that. We got to get rid of it. Private ownership. We plan to eliminate that too because as we already discussed, this is one of the WEF's goals. No privacy in healthcare and family. We saw that with the vaccine mandates. These leaders, these current leaders, even admitted Last year, to not having the constitutional authority to mandate a vaccine, but three months later after they said that, they came out and mandated it. This goal means power of your bank accounts. Let's go digital, everyone, so we can track your every move. Because with cash transactions, we can't track you. Nothing in the Constitution matters. We will operate under our own laws and intentionally disregard our current law system, push boundaries that are illegal to push, doing the opposite in hopes of destroying freedom, dissolving national sovereignty, and creating a clear path for this wonderful global government. You know, the vision of the WEF. So let's clarify a little more by giving you a few examples of how this has actually been happening. Now, I wish we had time to do them all, but we just don't. Now, if America was built on Judeo-Christian values and our system of rule has been about granting freedoms to individuals, then what kinds of freedoms and values are they trying to take away or destroy? Well, we in the West value what? Freedom of speech. This freedom is what has made America stand out among the rest of the world and has been why many people have migrated to this country. However, free speech has severely been under attack in the last few years, especially since 2020. Everyone on the left seems to be so concerned all of a sudden with what they call misinformation. 
at the WEF last year in 2021, we even heard Dr. Fauci say one of the biggest problems surrounding COVID was misinformation. Yeah, he was one of the biggest misinformers. And if you don't believe us, go listen to You Can't Handle It 3. In that episode, we call him Dr. BFF for Big Fat Failure or Big Fat Fraud because of all the cover-up behind COVID's origin. I hope you will listen to it because it really exposes Fauci's lies or, shall I say, or use their word, disinformation. You know, another person who seems really concerned about the public knowing the truth is Barack Hussein Obama. Now remember, he is and has been advised by the WEF. He is helping this global organization to reach its goals. Here's proof. Now, the WEF has been citing its concern about misinformation. So Obama gets asked to speak at Stanford University this past April of 2022. So what do you think this speech was about? Disinformation. And how as these students enter big tech platforms as their jobs, he hopes that in order to save our democracy, that they will tackle this misinformation and disinformation problem that he seems to think that we really have. Understand, it's not necessary for people to believe this information in order to weaken democratic institutions. You just have to flood a country's public square with enough raw sewage. You just have to raise enough questions, spread enough dirt, plant enough conspiracy theorizing that citizens no longer know what to believe. We just saw a sitting president deny the clear results of an election and help incite a violent insurrection at the nation's capital. So liberal media sources, the WEF, and leftist politicians are all talking about tackling this so-called misinformation, which means they want the power to control speech. It's another way of saying we will shut you down for speaking anything that is the opposite of what we say and will continue to relay misinformation ourselves if we want, if it means it will get you to comply. This is nothing but a Marxist strategy when you accuse your enemy of doing what you are doing. And here's why I say this. Notice that Obama said that we just had a sitting president deny clear results in our elections and incite an insurrection in our nation's capital. That statement right there is disinformation. It was an intentional effort to deceive his audience. Insurrection? The January 6th commission still has not proven that this was an insurrection. And again, what were their weapons? Depends and polygrip? Come on. The January 6th committee is still investigating this whole incident. They have not ruled yet that Trump incited an insurrection. So this was a clear example of disinformation from the guy who says he is so concerned about disinformation. Well, and as for the election results, several states we know violated their laws and those votes should have been rejected by our Constitution. And in an effort to preach about other so-called disinformation concerning the election results, he is passing on the real disinformation. We have seen politicians try to shut down news outlets, the Biden administration attempt to create a disinformation governance board, the FBI and the DOJ spy on U.S. citizens like Trump and Michael Flynn, knowing full well these actions violated our laws, you know, freedom of the press and freedom of speech, and you're not allowed to spy on U.S. citizens. Here is an audio of Jen Psaki admitting that Biden's administration was involved in working with social media platforms last year to label posts and websites as sources of misinformation. 
In other words, the government admitted to putting themselves in the position of truth czar, flagging posts that they deemed dishonest and not credible, telling social media companies like Facebook what the truth was and what was not the truth. Talk a little bit more about this uh, request for tech companies to be more aggressive in policing misinformation. Has the administration been in touch with any of these companies? And are there any actions that the federal government can take to ensure their cooperation? Because we've seen from the start there's not a lot of action on some of these platforms. Sure. Uh, well, first, we are in regular touch uh, with these social media platforms. Uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff, but also members of our COVID-19 team. Uh, Given, as Dr. Murthy uh, conveyed, uh, this is a big issue of misinformation, specifically on the pandemic. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. That is what tyrants do. Dictators do, like Putin of Russia and Xi Jinping of Communist China, not the United States. Democracies don't limit free speech. You know, I'm sure that when she was done speaking and she sat down behind her desk, she's probably thinking, man, what did I just do? She probably wanted to kick herself because she just made the public aware that her federal government was censoring speech. You know, whether it's about COVID or not, when a people are not allowed by their government to have total freedom of speech, they are not a free people. When the government is taking away from you rights that have been given to us by God, the government is acting now like it is God. Another value that I think is under attack is our free and fair elections. Did you know that there were several attempts in 2021 by the Democrats to federalize elections? And in that bill, attempted by Democrats, or shall I say bills, or I I could call them soldiers for the WEF, as well as traitors to the United States it would have automatically registered everyone to vote, no matter whether you were a citizen or not. And you also would have been allowed to register that same day of the election. It granted total power to the DOJ Attorney General, right? That's the top law enforcement officer in our country. The president appoints him. So this is a political appointee that has power over all the state's laws and their elections? You talk about an easy way to cheat and destroy this value of fair and free elections that America has been known for. Dietrich, I'm sure the federal government, once it got its hands on our election system, IDs would no longer be racist, huh? (laughs) You know, like they considered the states that just passed stricter election laws to be. (laughs) Lennox. It's Jim Crow, too. It's Jim Crow on steroids. (laughs) You know, justice is another value that's being tested to its breaking point. We've always been a country that abides by laws, the Constitution. We've had one of the fairest judicial systems, but we have leaders from all the way down, like in liberal-run cities, creating policies which allowed criminals to run free or be immediate released after arrest only to commit another act of violence soon after, which now has made crime on the rise in these cities. We have policies that allow criminals and thugs to loot, policies that give light sentences to offenders, defunding local police forces at the same time, and now allowing outright lawlessness all the way up to the federal government. 
government. We have a federal government that is lawless. It is not enforcing our immigration laws. They are just outright ignoring a judge's order to deport certain illegals. In episode three, we talked about this. Also, it is an example of how lawless our leaders are and how they are abusing and disrespecting our justice system. An example of how lawless our leaders are and how they are abusing and disrespecting our justice system. Look at just what happened to Trump. I mean, a clear example of going after political opponents looking for crimes, but ignoring blatant evidence of crimes done by those from their own party. Dietrich and I want to share a specific example that sums up what is happening all over our nation, as well as in other democracies, too. You know, the innocent are now bullied, targeted, criminalized, or even punished, while the criminal goes free or is victimized by the media and certain politicians. This local news summary is taken from Tucker Carlson's news segment, discussing this incident that took place in New York City. Last Friday, a 35-year-old convicted felon called Austin Simon walked into a neighborhood convenience store in Harlem in New York City and pushed his way behind the counter. Austin's girlfriend had just had a dispute with the clerk in the store. The clerk was a 61-year-old Dominican immigrant called Jose Alba. The woman wanted a bag of potato chips, but there was no money left on her government-issued food stamp card. So the clerk tried to take back the chips. The woman became enraged and went and got her boyfriend. Now, the boyfriend, Austin Simon, had a long history of violent crime. Simon had spent at least three years in prison for assault. His most recent parole expired last May. Though Simon had no apparent job, he was wearing a $300 designer T-shirt and a gold earring. And he was extremely angry. He was furious. Austin Simon threw Alba into a wall, then leaned down and screamed in his face. When the older man stood up, Simon grabbed him by the neck. Here's a local news account describing what happened next. Surveillance video shows 37-year-old Austin Simon push the clerk behind the bodega counter and then stand over him. Moments later, a struggle ensues. The two wrestle and the clerk stabs Simon multiple times. This happened late Friday night in the Blue Moon convenience store off West 140th Street. Police were called for an assault in progress and found Simon bleeding from two stab wounds in his chest and one in his neck. He later died at the hospital and police arrested the deli clerk, 51-year-old Jose Alba, for second-degree murder. You know, although this may have taken place in New York, this is still a great reflection of what is happening under the Biden administration under leftist-leaning states and cities. This was a George Soros-sponsored prosecuting attorney. Remember, we mentioned how Soros is affiliated with the WEF. Anyone he sponsors seems to be somebody who only enforces the law when it is convenient. And it isn't fair to all, especially to the innocent victim like in this case. Because the public got involved, this sentencing may be overturned and end up that it was. When you vote for a globalist, whether at the federal or city level, it looks like you're only going to be getting leaders like this who don't care about the innocent law-abiding person. Gosh, there are numerous other incidents and examples we would love to tell you, but for the sake of time, we must move on. I think the last Western value we want to discuss is probably the single most important one, the one these people hate, and I know we've stated it before, and I think it's really the crux of why they are truly destroying our system of freedoms. And it's religious freedom, Christianity. You know that nasty, racist, oppressive, Judeo-Christian founding of our nation. Yeah, anytime you hear negative rhetoric about our systems being systematically racist to name-calling directed Republicans and conservatives, using words to describe them like white supremacists, terrorists, deplorables, homophobes, xenophobes, Christian nationalists, 
This is why they are saying this, as I've said this before in other episodes. No country has had a founding on Judeo-Christian principles like ours except Israel. And because of that founding, we have been the most powerful and wealthy nation of all. And as for them saying America is racist or has a racist past because of slave owners, why don't they condemn the Africans who put those slaves in chains too? I am not condoning slavery. We all know it's wrong. But do you know that only 4% of the slaves in the world that came from Africa came here to America? That means other countries across the world took in 96% of those slaves. Yet we hear nothing about those countries being racist, do we? Do you know that America was one of the earliest countries to take a stance against slavery? Yet crickets about these facts. Slavery still exists in other parts of the world, yet no one criticizes those countries. Why not? Because these people are globalists. And in my opinion, traitors to our nation, they hate Christianity, they hate God, and they want to test Western values to their breaking point, you know, help the WEF achieve their last goal. Here again is the problem with all this. So they're wanting to destroy Western values. We want to push Western values to their breaking point. And as we've said, that means they want to destroy Judeo-Christian values. So who are the people that fought against slavery the hardest? It was Christians, abolitionists. Abolitionists were Christians and were Quakers, who are again another sect inside Christianity. These were the people who fought against slavery. And yet you're going to say that these people who fought against slavery are the racist ones? Okay, WEF, let's take a look at your ideological background. You guys are leftists. You're socialists. Who else was a socialist? Oh, that's right, Adolf Hitler. Remember, what was their philosophy? National Socialism. He was a socialist. He was a leftist. He murdered six million Jews. How about all the communists who have been racist? Look at Stalin, another man of the left. He killed 10 million Jews. And you want to act like your background is so lily white and perfect? Sorry, afraid not. You want to take a look at where the racism comes? Take a look in your own backyard, pal. <laughs> Now, I want to share one specific example for you with what happened, and then we're going to end this. Now, this took place in Michigan. State government officials violated the First Amendment, which allows religious freedom. And they did this by targeting an adoption agency called the Catholic Charities of Michigan. So this Catholic charity group prioritized placing children up for adoption or in foster care with a married mother and father. The group had to sue to defend itself because the Michigan state government targeted them. Michigan officials gave the nonprofit the ultimatum to either close its adoption and foster care ministry or change its policy, prioritizing a married mother and father to receive a child. This is a prime example of testing Western values to its breaking point, knowing what the Constitution allows, but defying it anyway, attacking Christian values as well as family values. The good news, though, is that the court ruled in this group's favor. So basically what I was saying is that this organization, if it came down to a married couple, a woman and man versus a same-sex couple, they were going to try to put that child in the household with the man and the woman versus the same-sex couple. And Michigan targeted them because of that, saying, hey, you got to shut down 
or you got to change your policy. They can't do that. And they violated the First Amendment. They violated religious freedom. And thank goodness the court ruled in this group's favor. Yeah, Michigan's Department of Health and Human Services was forced to pay Catholic Charities $250,000 in attorney's fees and the costs associated with the lawsuit. Now, kudos to that court for siding with religious freedom. But let's remember, this administration is, as we speak, putting judges on courts who will in the future not side on the side of freedom. This is all the more why it is important to register vote and help put good, honest people in who will uphold the law. Now, the Michigan Health and Human Service Agency, the government, also conceded in court that it cannot take adverse actions against the nonprofit for not approving a same-sex or unmarried couple for foster care or adoption. Then why did you do it in the first place if you knew you couldn't do it? We know the answer to that. This type of example happened so frequently in 2020 during COVID among democratic states. Churches had to fight for their religious freedoms, just like this charity group had to. You know, and this is linked not only with religious freedom, but it also comes down to the family unit. Your nation is going to be as strong as your family unit is. The left knows this. The left knows they are. it is so much easier for them to take power when the family unit is weak. When the family unit is strong, and we said this before, the family unit is strong, they'll tell the government, get out of here. I don't need you and I don't want you to interfere in my life. But when the family unit's weak, it will beg and plead for the government to take over their freedoms. So then our next episode, we're going to be showing one more similarity. This is between our current administration, or I'm sorry, our current regime, and how they are linked in a way that you are not going to believe to the WEF. Be sure to rate us if you're listening on any platform. Like us and share, traders. Until, Until next time, time my, my fellow, fellow traders. traders.